Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to the stare down. Those of you that have been tuning in each week, we're, we're on a summer sabbatical. We're back now for the fall season. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, talking to my friends, Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia, and Anthony Malafronte in Tampa, Florida. Welcome back, boys. Bill, how are you? I'm good, Sean. Uh, I'm more of a hiatus guy than a sabbatical guy. Is that okay? I just didn't know. Okay, sure. Yeah. Makes sense, but yeah. Like I pulled a hiatus in, in high school. <laughs> I, I did too, and we had, we had Ted's hiatus. We had Ted's hiatus fixed uh, when he got when he got fixed. Um, so, yeah, uh, things are good. It's you know the we're in the middle of the U.S. Open, which means if the Risser household, the big TV is on tennis all the time. That's one of the arrangements that keeps gets, keeps you married 34 years. <laughs> I have a little TV to watch other things, or I can go in the bedroom and watch the other big TV. So uh, it's it's great. She's uh, she's super happy. U.S. Open's going strong, and um, I'm on a, a slight little break from travel from rate my agent. I've been kind of all over the place, and I don't go back out until uh, next week. Hit uh, San Diego for a few days for a Berkshire Hathaway event. Um, and then really looking forward to some of the travel coming up, Sean. I mean, we do, and I'll talk about that. We can all talk about that later, but uh, things are yeah, good. We've been some, some cool places. You got San Diego, you got Austin, you've been to Orlando, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. So it's been, it's been Slipped a, busy... in a little, little, uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a busy run, been fun. Um, you know, still, still just trying to get people to understand the value, uh, still trying to talk sense into MLS, um, executives. <laughs> that's all. I'll just leave that right there in case someone's listening. And so it's, it's been a, it's been a long, uh, challenging, uh, summer with all that work, but it's all good. So that, and, uh, got to play golf twice this weekend, which is always fun. So, uh, didn't play well either day, but Hey, company was great. Um, yeah, company was great. That's all I'll say, Anthony, <laughs> more inside stories we can talk about later. Uh, anyways, uh, Todd, I, I, I have to ask you a question before you tell us how it's going. Could you pick your son out of that photo like that? Were you just like, oh, there he is? Or was that just his group? Oh, wow. Um, so no. Okay. Um, but his mom picked him out. And really? She, she gave me a hint. She's like, he's second on the right. So uh, what it's referring to is um, uh, Scott, is my son is officially a soldier now. He completed uh, 10 weeks where I'm going. I'll, I'll uh, talk about it later at the, uh, at the, at the send off, but I'm going to Oklahoma this week. So super thrilled, super excited. Um, time is so weird for me because it seems like yesterday when he went, but it seems like 10 years ago, like at the same time, right? It's, it's so weird. So anyway, um, all's good since we last talked. Uh, Jenny Eller at Key West, uh, celebrating a birth, big birthday and, um, dang, miss you guys so bad. Like it's, <laughs> I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm like, here comes a stare down sigh, but now I'm like, so happy to talk to y'all and it's so good. And, um, can't wait to talk sports and, um, all's good here now. What's going on in, uh, in Tampa, Florida. It was a nice weekend, you know? Uh, the little My Tampa agent team have been uh, very, very busy. We had a uh, a great month of August. Uh, helped uh, seventeen families and almost uh, just a tiny bit short of five million dollars in 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 business. Wow! Uh, 
we've been we've been been very busy. I had the the good fortune to help quite a, f- a couple of uh, military families, uh, uh, which is just really really special. So I. Uh, uh, I, uh, I'm excited to hear more about what Scott ends up doing uh, over over time because uh, uh, working with the military, there there's something that their their integrity, their honor, their their respect, their it's everything about it uh, is they're the best people to work with when it comes to getting uh, documents to lenders and and title company information. They're so prompt and, and everything just happens. Like uh, it's, it's, it's called systems it's, and discipline. Systems, <laughs> disciplines and process. You're right, buddy. And it's, and it's just been, it's been a joy. I've had you know, a couple of really uh, 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 special experiences with, with some of the working with some military folks. Uh, as Bill said, we got to play golf twice this week. Uh, I got, I got 14 holes in me car. And then I, I basically fall off the cliff uh, Sunday. And by the way, today is Monday. I had to remind myself right before I came on here. It's not Sunday. It's Monday, which this week, these three day weekends messed me up, but the walk Sunday was a hot one. Uh, it was a very hot one. Steamy. The ground was just soggy enough that every step took just a little bit more. And, uh, by the time by the time I got done, I had lost I lost my legs after about fourteen holes. Yeah, uh, they just were gone. Uh, one, of those, one of those days where your legs are sore all afternoon, right? Sean, I woke up this morning, last night, a couple of times with cramps. Uh, just it was not, I mean, I had cramps in my calves and my toes. Uh, I was telling Bill when I was driving to pick up my clients yesterday afternoon, my hands were cramping. They were literally like clamped onto the steering wheel. If I had to let go of the steering wheel a couple of times, I'm not sure if I could have because my hands, I was cramping up all over the place. We had a conversation, didn't we, Anthony, that if you're not peeing on the golf course, you're not drinking enough water. (laughs) And so, yeah. yeah. And it's the water you drink beforehand. Like I found if I can down, you know, you know, 24 ounces, 32 ounces before we play, that helps a ton, but it's hard. It's hard to do. And, hydrate, and hydrate, water, hydrate, right? Yeah. A quick, a quick shout out to Dunedin Country Club. Complimentary waters from the Cart Girl today, which was that's the first time I've ever seen a golf course actually do that. Uh, comp, complimentary ice cold waters to yeah. any golfer that wanted one, and they were just wow. driving around. The, that was pretty nice. It's a Labor Day thing, or uh, I think it's I don't know time in the in the heat. Yeah. It, it really yeah. is a low cost. Highly effective thing to do, you know. Sure. So yeah. Hey, when you can when you can buy those cases at you know Walmart for four dollars, you know whatever, exactly. and they probably get them at, at lower cost than that in bulk, you know. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Good. What about you, Carp? What do you got going on? Well, I had a a, a good week. Uh, got back from from my Florida run, double double run to Florida. The, the Florida Realtors and then the then the Georgia Realtors was over in Dunne it was over in Destin. And uh, unfortunately, we caught the back end of the of Hurricane Ida, yeah. um, which was, you know, uh, if you read my blog post last week, you know, meeting those people from New Orleans and seeing all the people, all the all the refugees that were coming over. With, we were in a, we were in one of the few hotels in Destin that allowed pets, mm. and 
it looked like the Westminster Kennel Club at, <laughs> at this hotel. Literally every time you walked through the lobby, there was four to five dogs going out front to pee or to poop and uh, in, the, in the elevators <laughs> and in the hallways. And um, But we had a good time. I think Rhonda, at the end of the trip, after you know getting home, she's like, ah, traveling's for the birds. You can have it. You know, she, she you know, she, I think she liked the destination. She hated to get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had fun, got back, uh, played golf this weekend. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday could have played today, but backed out of it. So I could pick Riley up at the airport. She went to, to Chicago with some girlfriends, uh, two of her high school friends that live there now. And they went and hung out and probably my, my cool part of the week was, um, Ryan, you know, in his PGM program, Anthony, they play kind of a fall Ryder cup event versus Sam Houston state's PGM program. And okay. so you got to earn your way onto the team. And it was a short, tight window to earn spots this year because they only had a couple events since since they've been back on campus. And so after the events, it basically came down to him and two other guys were tied for the 10th spot. And so they had to play off. And it was just basically a threesome, you know, of guys, low score wins. And last hole's a par five. Ryan, as Ryan tells it, he was tied with one of them. They all had good drives. He had a seven iron to eight feet on the last hole. And and um and missed his eagle putt, but tapped in for birdie, and the other guy missed his birdie putt. So Ryan made the team. So, wow. Yes, that's, nice, that's yeah. amazing. Wow. So, and un- unfortunately, from a travel standpoint, it's it, the, the the matches are at Mississippi State this year. Um, you don't get to go to Sam Houston State, but that's cool. I said, well, it's be a good first experience, and if you play well, it'll only help you for future opportunities. So cool. Um, and then there's another thing he's going to hopefully keep keep playing well for this fall, where he'll qualify for an event in uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Um, that's awesome, Sean. That's great. Yep. Yeah. So, so guys, let's talk sports. It was a good weekend for sports. This is the time of year, right? This is, uh, you got baseball in full swing. You got college football now in full swing after week one, you've got NFL starting this week. You've got tennis winding up, uh, their final major of the year with a chance for one of the contenders to win a grand slam. Bill, when was the last time a male won the grand slam? Uh, Rod Laver, 1969. Wow. Pretty impressive. In fact, Rod Laver will be in the stands if Joker is going for uh, his Grand Slam on Sunday. And and uh, Laver's eighty-seven, and he's uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's in Australia or not because if he's going to leave Australia, he's going to have to quarantine for two weeks to go home. So we'll see. Wow. Okay. Um, and then obviously you got golf wrapping up their season, but only to have one of the best events of the silly season come up the Ryder cup here in just a few weeks, which we'll talk about more, but that's where we'll start guys. We always start with trophies and Patrick Cantlay won a really big trophy this weekend, a very expensive trophy had a lot of money. It was quite a match there at East Lake, the top 30 golfers on the FedEx cup points battled for the FedEx cup. They do a staggered start, which some people like, some people don't like, but you know, uh, figuring out a way to, to make it kind of the points matter. Um, Patrick Cantlay uh, came in with a lead and he finished with a one stroke lead. Patrick Cantlay wins his fourth event of the year, his second in a row beats John Rahm in kind of a head to head. Really. I, I think at the beginning of the, the day, if JT or, or Kevin Nod would have jumped out early, could have been interesting, but it really became a, a match for, for the big money and then a match for the next money. So, did you guys get a chance to watch any of the the tour championship? I watched a little, Sean, and it was um, 
really cool that I think Rom and Cantley, I think all four days were in the same pairing, right? So um the last three days. The last three days. Last three days. So three of the four days, yeah. It was it was cool. Um I thought Rom played well. Cantley, you can't, I mean, he just played so well. I mean, hats off. Yeah, he's four, very laser focused. Very, very yeah. David Duvall like in his four four uh, wins, and he'll be player of the year for sure. And uh, hats off to him. Just great job. I love the. I, I I was not always on board with the FedEx playoffs, but I love it. It's just it's pretty cool, right? Last top thirty players play, and um, yeah, and Brooks uh, withdrew, right? Yep. He'll cash a four hundred dollar check. And focus on the uh, Ryder Cup. So, yeah, I loved it. Great, uh, great weekend. I thought it was neat. You know, you get the final two guys in the in the final group. Those last six holes became a little nervous. You know, I, and you're kind of nervous watching them the way, you, you know, in that 15th hole where it's just all water around and Cantlay pushes his shot a little bit right. And on the yeah. tracer, it looked like it was going to go maybe in the water and it kind of hung up on the, on, the, on the bank there on that Bermuda. Bill, what'd you think of Cantlay's play at the end? Look, um, like just – stone cold killer he he, he, did nothing nothing phases him he's everything's you know just take it in stride move on um maybe he is maybe he watches ted lasso and he is a goldfish because if something bad happens it doesn't doesn't affect him he doesn't you know let it get to him and his putts uh in that coming down that stretch were just unbelievable everything he looked at went in everything (laughs) well especially on seven on 17 where it almost became a three-stroke swing Correct. You know, yeah, when, he, when he flopped that that chip shot, and it stayed short of the green, and Rom had a had a makeable birdie putt. Yeah, um, that could have yeah. been huge. Yeah, just just incredible. So he's he'll be fun to watch. I think he's gonna he's uh, he's not flashy. He's not you know he's not um, he's not all those things that we kind of <laughs> like. He's just mechanical and methodical and really good. I was telling Anthony today, or maybe it was Rick Anthony uh, on the course. <clears throat> You watch Rom's swing. Rom hits hard. He crushes the ball, right? You can see it. Patrick Cantley, watch his driver swing. I swear to God, it's just effortless. Right. There's nothing happening in there that looks extraordinary. And on that par five, last uh, on 18, that that just effortless swing flew 315 and rolled all the yeah. way down to the bottom of the hill. So, yeah, it's really uh, scary. So, But, you know, we've had a lot of players over the last – decade come up and do these kinds of things and we'll see how he you know he's got to get we got to see how he plays in some majors right and have some fun with that so that's coming so it'll be fun yeah and i think he's going to be a, a tough out in the you know he's, he's just a ball striker and then you know the you got to find the right pairing for him in in the team's play of Ryder mm-hmm. cup which we'll talk about but you know is he with a morikawa kind of guy or is he with a harris english i think you put him with a bdc brooksy it'll be perfect yeah. <laughs> no, I meant. I yeah, meant they, they weren't. They weren't too happy with each other after the uh, BMW. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I will say, you know, before we let Mal talk, uh, Patrick did step up and, and make some nice comments after the commissioner's ruling came down, which we'll talk about. But you know, kind of in, in support of of Brooks. So, yeah. Uh, sure. Mal, did you get a chance to watch any of the golf this weekend? The the men's I golf. Did. Yeah, I I watched what I could live, and I always watch it at night. I'll watch the rerun. I like watching the pros play. Uh, Cantley's really well-spoken. I think he's, he's well thought out in the things he says. Uh, he's not uh, 
a standard cliche kind of a guy. He doesn't give you the cliched responses. There's something about him I like. Uh, he's been through a lot in a relatively young age and uh, had back issues. Saw his best friend and caddy, uh, you know, get hit by a car and 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 die. I mean, he's he he seems really a, a, like an old soul almost, and he's mm. very steady. His his expression, make a putt, miss a putt, hit a good tee ball, hit a bad tee ball. His expression really doesn't change very much. Uh, and he spoke about that a little bit after after the tournament. He said he really didn't let, didn't let himself get too far ahead of himself, but. Um, there's something about him I really like, um, and uh, it's nice to see somebody like that do well. Yeah, I just I his per, his persona, Bill. I don't think you could put him with a talker like a Jordan Spieth or a Justin Thomas, right? Uh, but a, but a, but a Morikawa. Those two guys just seem like kind of the yeah. silent assassins. Wow. That, that two young, yeah, two yeah, that'd be young great. guys that could you know you start pairing them up now and they could be teammates for you know the next eight Ryder cups. Yeah. You know, both both cups. California kids, you know, one, both yeah. Pac 12 kids. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Shoffley's yeah. another guy. That's a sm- quiet guy. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, so Patrick Cantlay wins the big money. Rom's uh Rom's quote, uh, I thought was great. He goes, someone said, you know, are you disappointed? He didn't win. He goes, I don't know if I could say I'm disappointed. I mean, how can you say you're disappointed when you still win $5 million? You know, it, it's not like <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but, yeah. um, you know, I thought it was nice. Uh, Kevin, nah, Possibly making an, place, a, yeah. possibly making a, a charge for the Ryder Cup spot that, that everybody wanted Kisner in and two weeks ago. Uh nah with his putting could be a could be a beast in Ryder in match play. Mal, you you and Bill know nothing worse than match play when your when your opponent sinks every goddamn thing he looks at. Um which you know we, we got to see a lot of match play this weekend uh up in uh, Toledo. Uh Justin Thomas finishes fourth and Xander finishes fifth. Um Brooks did did withdraw. He did you see the shot that he hit his wrist on? It was a kind of a violent, you know. The second he hit, he knew it was uh, hurting. He pulled out out of um, caution. Uh, nothing's broken, but he that's the wrist he'd had surgery on, and so he just wants to be in good form. I think for the Ryder Cup. Um, Joaquin Neiman, did you see his round today? Set the new course record for the fastest he round. Like it. Jog like he's crazy, right? Kevin Kevin Na had the had the the fastest time uh, in a final round at the Tour Championship at one fifty nine a few years ago, and Joaquin did it in one fifty three today. He just wanted minutes to beat back him, probably. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> it, it was funny, and they t- they talked they they pl- they played a prank on him. One of the officials went in the scorers tent told him that because he disrespected the game and uh, showed up his other teammates that he'd be disqualified, and they. And Neiman's face like went ashen white. He said, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the kid has listen to this. He shot 72. So it's not like he went out there and you know, yeah, pulled a John Daly. Um uh what's the name of the guy? I was reading the guy that uh that has the fastest time on tour in the BMW championship last year. Yeah. Um, I'll search one hour and twenty-seven minutes, shot sixty-six. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you you know, you know, we know that like Brooks got like 395, almost 400 K for his finish too. But do you know that the FedEx money pays the top 150? Everybody gets something like 150 got $70,000, 150 on the FedEx cup list. Yeah. Very interesting. 70,000, 70 K. Yep. That's, that's last place, you know, so everybody gets a taste of it because it's, it's all this money that's 
you know, just put in this giant pool and they have it set up that, you know, it distributes to the, to the top 150. And I thought that's cool. Cause I really thought it was just the top 30 that got anything out of it. Mm. But like number 31, KH Lee and uh, got 200 grand and Charlie Hoffman got 195 and Alex Noren got 190. They're like 31, 32, wow. 33. So not bad. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Um, one last thing guys, before we move off PGA, uh, the, the, the tour did come out this week and say they're, putting a kind of a ban or a restriction on the fans trying to quell the Brooks Bryson feud and saying that they will eject player uh, fans who shout Brooksy at directed at Bryson DeChambeau thoughts on, on that ruling. Remember, remember the PGA is a private entity. They, there's no first amendment rights. There's no, no. um, I can say what I want type thing. Uh, right. You like the protection. Is it, you think they're protecting the player? You think they're protecting the game? The atmosphere. What do you think their their main approach is? This? <laughs> Bill, I get look. I watched all the tweets come through from the players, and I'm with most of them. Stupid. It's just fucking stupid. Kevin Kevin Na was great. Don't call me CT Pan. Don't call me. You know because all all these other Asian players. If you call yeah. me one of those, you're going to get ejected. Look, I I'm not. You know, I'm a fan of fairness. I'm a fan of you know letting letting everyone have a shot and not interrupting the game. You're not going to yell Brooksy in his backswing. That's you're going to get kicked out for doing that. You could yell anything in a backswing. You're going to get ejected. I just think it's stupid. And I'm a pretty, I'm a guy who kind of would want to protect somebody, but I, and it could be my feelings against Bryson, but it's just like, man up, dude, just fucking ignore it. Put the rabbit ears away and go play golf. That's it for me. I, I, to, I think it's a slippery slope, right? I mean, it's offensive. What's not. I mean, if you, after anything while he swings is offensive, anything after he completes a swing, if someone says Brooksy, are you really that upset? So, yeah. What are you going to do? Mal, any thoughts? Um, you know, golf's a game of tradition. It's a game of a lot of things that, that – that maybe, maybe they have a point. Not to disagree with with what Bill's saying. It, I mean, it is a little petty. I'll give you that. But um, you know, there, there's the razzing that happens at a baseball game or a football game or a soccer match. Um, it, I don't think it should happen on a on a golf course. Um, the same way it shouldn't happen on a tennis court and a tennis match. Right? People are respectful on a tennis at a tennis match. Uh, they give a little hooting and hollering, but not while guys are playing. And you don't hear that kind of thing. If the, and the PGA is its own private little world. If they want to tell people not to do it, I think they have the right. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm more of a fan of French fries and scallop potatoes. So I'd like to see a mashed potatoes banned from being screamed at attendance on, yeah. on a golf course. The mashed potato to get in the hole, those <laughs> of things. Exactly. Mashed potatoes <laughs> offend, offends me greatly. I'm not. How are you with Baba Booey, Bill? How are you? Yeah, Baba Booey. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that one I'm okay with. <laughs> but you know what? But Sean, let me ask you a question though. Let I'll ask all three of you a question. The PGA in the middle of this season uh, created some sort of a bonus structure, player incentive program. Yep. Right to to give players who grew the games on social media um, the opportunity to make more money. How much of that fed into what's going on here? Yeah. 
I don't know because I don't think the fans get a vote or anything like that. Um, they pick their their favorite players. I think it's it's probably pretty safe to say that um, none of us would be surprised if when they announce the top ten, and I don't think they're gonna. Um, I don't think anyone's gonna be surprised that Tiger Woods will be in that top ten. Um, I don't know how I don't know how he couldn't be uh, when you talk about fan interaction and fan favorite and things like that. But I agree. Now that may have fed into it, but hey, Sean, I'm gonna jump in. You the man was originally, and then Bubba Bowie hit him with a hind. There's always been people shouting after a shot. I think the key is after the swing, you can shout whatever you want, but don't interrupt the swing, right? I mean, I don't think there's been any reports of anyone interrupting his swing. Right. So it's like if someone's to shout Brooksy after he swings, I mean, come on, Bryson, you got Tough skin, right? Uh, maybe I'm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be a hard precedent because then what? What? Where does it go next? Right? If they're if, if in the Ryder Cup, uh, yeah. some player oh. Tommy Fleetwood does something or says something, and you know, um, you know, now that's a, that's not a that's not a PGA event. So that I, I'll you tell know. you, I tell you what has to happen too. If you're going to do that, then you got to have a there's got to be a stern talking to to Brooks Kepka. And say knock off the bullshit you're doing in the interviews and you're egging them on and you're just kind of having Both fun. Both players, I think, came out and said that they they agreed to sort of set everything aside until after the Ryder Cup. Oh, that, that's it. Then after yeah. that, they're going to go back at it. I mean, that's just I don't know, but but to, here's the, here's the thing, Bill. The the Ryder so. Cup European fans can sit there and chant Brooksy all they want because it's sure. not it's not a PGA sanctioned event. Absolutely, and they probably it's will. A, you know, now so, they will yeah. even more because he's making a big deal out of it. Just ignore it. Eventually, it goes away. That's yeah. kind of how that's I'm the, I'm the toughen up school. Just toughen up, right? <laughs> yeah. He it's All not right. that big of a deal. He's saying Brooksy, right? Let's talk some thrilling golf competition that I was intrigued by all weekend, uh, kind of enraptured by, and that's the Solheim Cup. Uh yep. played up the street from me in uh Toledo, Ohio, the great Inverness course. Um the Europe team defeats US, wins the cup for the second time on American soil. Uh, 15 to 13. So the, the final score ended up closer than the, than the uh, competition kind of at the moment we needed it the most, but just a great, well-played match by both, both players. You know, obviously it's no, no secret that a majority of the great, great players on the LPGA tour right now are Korean and of Asian descent. Um, so you didn't see any of those players but you really got a chance to meet a lot of the the rising stars on the, on the American front and some of the the big names on the the European team. I just thought it was well done. I liked what they did with the the first tee with the loud music playing. And um, I watched pretty much all day yesterday and almost everything I could today in between some yard work. Did you guys have a chance to watch any of it? And just, I just, it got me fired up for the Ryder cup so much. I thought the timing couldn't have been better with having the singles, follow the tour championship. Um, so obviously going head to head with the tour championship to push it to this, this Labor Day worked out great. Yeah. Sean, I watched it and I love what they did with Labor Day, like having the singles match on Labor Day. It was a, it was a quiet sports day. So brilliant, right. For them to put it on. Um, so we, we talked, uh, on, on, uh, text bubble Watson champion this, he he voluntarily showed up. He's not a vice captain. He just said, I'm gonna support the women's tour and uh was all in. So 
Good for Bubba. And yes, it was very entertaining. It was the Solon Cups, the Ryder Cup for ladies golf. And it was, it was awesome. Right. It was so good. Yeah. Loved it. Yep. Mal, Bill, did you guys have a chance to watch it? I watched it all this afternoon, uh, doing some workout, cleaning up the pool and doing whatever. And then while the, the kids were over, um, I mean, America was behind in all the singles matches. It seemed like all day and it ended up being six, six, right. Mm-hmm. We, uh, and you know, the whole, Ryder I just think Cup, a lot of those late middle matches that we were ahead in, they never showed right. because we were ahead in them and, and it was, those didn't matter until the ones right. ahead of them did. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting though, right. You know, the, the whole foursomes four ball, you know, strategy, um, they, they, we we got our butts kicked on Saturday in foursomes, and then we kicked their butt in foursomes on Sunday. We're three and a half to a half on Saturday, and one three three to one on on Sunday, and the four ball split on Saturday, I believe, and then it was two and a half to one and a half on Sunday. Um, the Americans team. Like they were more tense, they were more anxious. I, 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 I don't know the, the looks on their faces. I mean, does Lexi Thompson ever relax on a golf course? Does she know, ever right? look like yeah. she's not ready to explode? I mean, I feel bad for her actually watching her play. I mean, she's a great player. She kills the ball. She kills right? it. Yeah. She hits the ball far, and she's you know a, that that short sided bunker shot she hit to stay in the match on sixteen or seventeen, wherever it was. That was yeah. a great shot. That was unbelievable how good that was. And then she sh- she's almost shaken over four footers, and then she came pretty close to dropping a, a twenty footer. And then the, the one putt she made on the last hole on that was 17. yeah seventeen right. That was sixty yeah. feet. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> but you know we got beat by a better team. They were they seem more confident. The Europeans. And what I watched seemed more confident every step of the way. Yeah, it was it was great competition. Kudos to both teams. Kudos to Inverness. Kudos to the Golf Channel. I think did great coverage. I really, I just like I said, it kind of just opened my eyes a little bit to you know some of these players. I, I I googled a lot of the the players' names. I followed a bunch of them on Twitter uh, just just to sort of you know see what next time I watch. Flipping through the channels and there's a LPGA event on or something like that. I just might recognize a few more players. And I think it'll be a good lead into, you know, three weeks from now uh, up in whistling straights. So, all right, let's, let's go through a couple other. Go, go ahead. Have you ever played there? Whistling straights? I've not. No, 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 not whistling straights. Uh, Inverness. No, I've not. I've not. No, no you haven't. It's one of those ones in Ohio that whistling there, Camargo, a couple of courses in Cleveland. I'd like to add to my bucket list, but it looked it just, I'm a huge Donna Ross fan. You know, it's very similar to Moraine. And, you know, the thing you can't tell about the Donna Ross courses, Mel, you've played a few of them, those shots from the blimp and overhead, you can't tell those false fronts, how vicious they are. You saw a couple of times where they hit and then it would roll back, you know, 20 feet, 30 feet. Um, it's just such a placement course. Um, you know, they didn't play it very long. And as you, you know, I mean, it's funny how far Lexi Thompson, Anna Nordquist is a bomb hitter. And I mean, Lex, Lexi was going past her 30 yards, you know, yeah. um, 
but that little girl, Leona McGuire from Ireland, she's going to be a star. Um, what a great player, man. Uh, she had ice in her veins the whole week. She was just feisty. I, you know, in our text thread, I kind of compared her to Seve and Jose Maria Alifabel and, uh, and, and, and Sergio just, she got under the, I mean, she wasn't, you know, I thought, I felt, I felt like the American girls did a, too much of this all day, you know, trying to get the fans instead of just making putts, you know? Um, but I guess it's easier to do this than it is to make putts, right? It's, it's, uh, that's not difficult, but it was a, listen, it, with the, with the COVID restrictions, it'll be interesting to see if it happens in three weeks. There wasn't a lot of European fans there other than people that are from the United States that maybe are, you know, of European heritage or, so it'll be interesting to see how the, the, the fan pool in Wisconsin is in a few weeks. We All right. Bill's, Bill's, we played the Donald Ross course today, Anthony. <laughs> Dunedin. We did. Yeah, Dunedin. Oh. You're right. Oh. It's a good track. Um, Major League Baseball. Big one down in Tampa today. Tampa comes back and wins a wins a it was thriller. In was in actually uh, it was a Boston. It was up in Boston. Uh, it was in Boston. No. Okay. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because I saw the highlights of their. They were calling it the Little League inside the park home run. The yes, the one where it bounced off the guy's thing, then he overthrew it and. Uh, such a little thing, but here's your leaders. And then we'll let Bill talk about his, butt, his, his raise uh, Tampa Bay with an eight and a half game lead. Now in the East, the white Sox stretching it out to nine and a half Houston, four and a half over in the senior circuit. Todd's Bravo's game and a half lead Milwaukee up by 11 and San Francisco, just a half game lead out West. So here's your wild cards. Then, uh, in the East, New York and Boston, followed closely by Seattle, Toronto, and Oakland. Those are really the only five teams that have a chance. And then in the West, it's going to be L.A. or San Francisco uh, for sure. They're so far ahead. Yep. Um, and then it's a tight race, San Diego, Cincinnati, and Philadelphia. So the right. Reds actually still right there in it if they can just continue to play some good ball and get timely hits. But let's turn it over to Bill and Mal, and then we'll let Todd talk about his bravos. But, guys, your, your Rays are just playing good ball right now. Yeah, their 43rd come from behind victory this year. And this mm. one was fairly, fairly impressive, right? Down 7-1. They give up six runs in the second. Yarborough was just, just didn't have it today. And uh, so they were down 7-1 going to the third. And you just never, you know, they, 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 they just keep kind of playing free and easy. They don't give up. And they end up scoring that four runs on that Nelson Cruz. <laughs> like they called it a triple at first but then they had to come back and say no it was a three base error yes. uh, including the other error to overthrow into the dugout <laughs> which allowed Cruz to score so yeah so the center fielder got a three base error and then the shortstop got a got another one error, that right? got the error that allowed the fourth run to score and I'm sure um I forget the pitcher's name good good the good lefty for the uh, Red Sox who was that today I'm sure he was very happy to find out that of this five runs that he gave up in three and a Two thirds, only one was earned, not all five. Uh, so they get it back to like seven to five. It's looking pretty good. They get to seven six, and then it goes eight six, and they go eight seven. It goes nine seven. They end up tying the game with an in, a little legitimate inside the park home run at the top of the ninth. Austin Meadows comes up, hits it high off the wall. Um, their center fielder just misses it, and it bounces back so far the shortstop had to come out to grab the ball. So he's hustling to get the ball. Austin Meadows never stopped running. Uh, Really a bad relay sort of the plate helped a little too, but they tie the game up, go extras, score a couple in the 10th. Of course, the Sox score one and have runners on base and they get out of it. And uh, in fact, bases were loaded um, and ground ball to Franco and away we go. 
And look, uh, uh, Wander Franco, uh, 36th straight game where he's reached base. So he's tied the record for uh, anyone of his age, 20 or under. Uh, and the record that goes, it's somewhere in the mid forties, you know, in, in baseball history for just getting on base today he was four for six. I mean, he was, he, uh, he, he played great today and makes some stupid mistakes. Can't call him rookie mistakes. because He's been playing baseball since he was probably three. I, I always have a weird thing with rookie mistakes. I, I get the speed of the game could be different. You know, when you go to the MLB level, right. Cause that's, there's no better players on earth than, well, unless you want to have the Japanese yell at me, uh, <laughs> but, but they're, uh, you know, they're, you know, I could, I could see maybe the speed of the game being different, but the fundamentals haven't changed for any of those players since they were kids, right? It's all the same. Uh, so I, I don't like the term rookie mistakes. I think it's just, you know, people make mistakes and hopefully they're mistakes of somebody trying real hard and not being stupid about something and maybe lackadaisical. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, same token, yesterday the Rays came back and took a lead in the uh, bottom of the eighth and then gave up two runs to lose the game in the top of the ninth. Really a rare occurrence for them. Their bullpen's been great. One of the, it's the best bullpen in baseball as far as earned run average and all that good stuff. So, but I'm telling you, if you go around the country and you ask, first of all, if you ask anybody to name some Yankees, they're going to do a pretty good job. And if you ask them to name some Dodgers, they'll probably do even a better job. I think there's some really, I mean, there's all those great players with the Dodgers. But if you were to challenge people around the country to name two players on the Rays, <laughs> you're you're probably going to um, 75% of the time they can't do it. I mean, think, yeah. about it. think about it. Who's the, what's the biggest name on the Rays? What's their best player? Who's their best player? And I'm just going to get this may be Rosarena. Well, he had a or wonderful he, postseason. He, he, he has he kicked 17, off the team. He has 17 or 18 home runs. He's fast. He's a good player. Brandon Lau, not low. It's L O W E. Brandon Lau has 33 home runs. Now he's probably hitting 240. He's just, he's, uh, he's kind of been all or nothing lately. Mike Zanino, right? Mike Zanino, oh, yeah, your Gator, Zanino, yeah. 20, 28 home runs, right? Maybe 29. So he's bat like 220. Yeah. They're, they're, they're batting at, no one's hitting over 300. Nobody, nobody, but they have, it, the hitting is timely. It's crazy how timely the hitting is you know, when you need it, they get it. Um, they, they play so free and easy. Like, hey, Kevin Cash is a huge piece of that, Anthony. I mean, he just seems like, Nothing gets to him. You never see him too upset. It's just like, hey, you know, we're going to go out and play again tomorrow. <laughs> Take all the major league baseball teams and what the quality start stat is for pitchers. I don't know what, well, what six plays innings, into Six innings, three and runs, which is an ERA of 4.5. I don't, I don't agree with that. The, the, the Rays are third from the bottom yeah. in quality starts <laughs> of all 36 teams. They're the third worst. But they have a great run differential. They play great defense. Yeah. They truly play as a team. And to Bill's point, I agree with you completely. Kevin Cash is he's a miracle worker with yeah. what he does with his pitching staff. He he starts starters most of the time now, but every now and then he'll throw the the relievers, first, second, and third guys, you know, on yeah. on the mound. It's just it's a it's a very, very good team. I, if I was in the major leagues, I would not want to play them. Their run differential for run scored after the seventh inning is over a hundred. Yes, and they're Crazy. eighty. They're eighty in front of the next highest team as far as run scored after the seventh inning. So yeah. they they just don't give up, and yeah, it's going to be a blast to watch. I'll tell you what's going to happen though. 
<laughs> they're going to be the number one seed in the AL. There's no doubt about it. Well, I shouldn't say that, but there should be no doubt about it. They've got a nice lead on the Sox, White Sox. They're going to get the Yankees or the Red Sox. After the one-game playoff, they're going to get one of those two teams for the first five-game series. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's not something you want to shoot for. But but then the White Sox and the Astros will be the other two teams. So it's going to be um, going to be a lot of fun, you know. But, but as a lifelong San Diegan, uh, I'm still nervous. The eight-game lead isn't enough with 24 games to go. I mean, I'm just not I'm, – I'm playing these mind games. If they just go 500, they'll win. You know, But then that's going to that's gonna ensure they go on a 12-game losing streak. Yeah, you know, it's in, the first thing that jumped to my mind is, you know, as you said, those five teams. Uh, the other four have won World Series this century. Um, they've won World Series in general. So What are you trying to say? So that's, what are you trying to say? I'm just right? saying. I'm just saying. You got tough. Either way, you got you got to go through tough competition, right? Yeah, and the, and the Rays haven't. So that's the other piece of that puzzle. Yeah, uh, but you know, look, they trade away. They don't have Charlie Morton, uh, Tyler, or Taylor. Uh, the who's a tall lefty from Pittsburgh? They got hurt. Glass now. You trade away Blake Snell. <laughs> All this stuff is gone, and they just continue to win. I mean, they're 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 36 games over 500. They're on track to win 102 or 103 games right now. That is unbelievable for a little team. By the way, the four-game series when the Sox were here, Red Sox were here last week, the average attendance for that four-game series was 8,000. Wow. 8,000 wow. for a team in first place playing a team, you know, <laughs> the Red Sox. That, that's brutal. So the sports writer here uh, tried, you know, <laughs> pleaded with the ownership, hey, why don't we um, just – cut the price of tickets to virtually nothing for the last homestand. It's Detroit, it's Toronto, uh, and it's the twins. Some, some horrible teams really, except for Toronto. And um, just fill the place, give the players the ability to play in front of a packed house, you know, one time, you know, instead of opening, just opening day. Uh, I doubt it'll happen. I don't think ownership will do that, but, um, but it makes it easier to get playoff tickets, which I'll definitely do this year. So. Right. Well, yeah. Mal, your thoughts on your team? And, and what about the Yankees? They had a nice little run there, 13 in a row, and then they lost like four or five in a row. No, uh, the stare down took a couple of weeks of a, of a sabbatical, a little hiatus, and the Yankees went on a, on a tear. And uh, now, they're, but now they're back. They're back to what they really are. And we talked about it in a couple of previous episodes. They have, and they took full advantage of, a really weak's schedule in the second half of the season they got a bunch of teams who really weren't that good that they should be beating and they beat them um but the yankees have have challenges that i don't see them going very far in the playoffs that uh that tough teams teams with good pitching are going to beat them that's all there is to it they're going to beat yep. them Yep. Uh, and they don't play great defense. They get they they lead the league in runners being thrown out on base. They're not a savvy base running team. They don't create runs. They give up runs uh, when they're when they when they're at the bat. And they just don't play great defense. I mean, did you see Giancarlo Franco in right field the other night? He looked like he was playing at Williamsport. I mean, it was terrible. The the move he made on a on a on a ball hit to the outfield. He came in, he went out, he came back in, the ball went over his head, he spun, and he's like six foot, whatever he is, six foot eight. 
and he's spinning one way and then the other. He almost fell down in right field and picked up the ball and made a cheesy throw into the infield. It just wasn't, it wasn't major league quality right field. Right. right? Interesting. Todd, your bravos hanging in there, bud. Just, uh, just, and, and Albies, I think is still out with me. Fell off his knee. That looked brutal. No, he's, he's back in. Um, okay. Braves are a game and a half up and Albies, uh, they faced Colorado uh, yesterday, and I forget the kid's name, but his first major league uh, appearance for Colorado pitching, and Albie's first pitch hit a home run. So his first pitch ever gave up a home run. So um, Braves, again, one and a half up, but Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, it's the best infield in Major League Baseball. I'll tell you that right now. They all have 25 home runs or plus. Only the second time in the history of baseball that an infield has had 25 home runs Can we or guess? Plus. Can we guess? Can I guess? I don't know the answer. So go 70, ahead. 76 Dodgers. Maybe. Jose Lowe. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Russell. RV I, and, uh, I wish I could tell you. Harvey and Russell. Russell. But Braves infield is so legit. It's crazy. And they signed Charlie Morton again for one more year. Yeah. Um, next future's good next year for the pitching staff. Um, let's go. LFG, right? Let's go. It could be could be the big red machine with Rose, Concepcion. Morgan, oh, Concepcion. Concepcion. 25 home runs, though? Uh, probably not. Yeah, it's probably, probably like 18 or 19. Morgan definitely yeah, did, to, yeah. And Griffey definitely. Think of their uh, – who the third baseman was? This infield oh, Tony is Perez sick. First. So good, it's um, crazy how good they are. Oh, not sure. Well, Rose Rose played first too, but yeah, he played third a lot too. That's your third. And Tony Perez played first a lot, so it's yeah. probably Rose okay. concept. They're a good team to watch, Ty. They're they're and is the crowd there backing them? <laughs> oh shoot! Since <laughs> you have more than eight thousand, you have more than eight thousand. They, they they've sold out since day one. It's crazy. Austin Riley at third base is a sleeper for MVP. I mean, look at his average. He is so good. Who's that? He won't be Austin Riley, third oh, baseman. Yeah. He is so good. Look at his stats. It's unbelievable. He won't win because he's not a name, but he should be in consideration. It's so good. Cool. Bill, our tight 45 is out the window. Uh, let's yes. go tennis really quick. Give us a yes. <laughs> Give us a quick uh, tennis update. I think we're uh, we're a couple days away from the finals of that'll be this yeah, weekend, right? It's a fortnight. It's a two week event. So Sunday will be the finals for the men. The women will be Saturday. On the women's side, boy, it's every American's out, uh, and so is Ash Barty, who's had a great run this year. The Australian, she lost a couple of nights ago. Um, so in the round of sixteen, they're playing. You know, right now they're wrapping that up tonight. But you've got, you know, Pliskova and Sabalenka and, uh, you know, the, some basic names that most people don't know, except unless you're a huge fan of tennis that are, um, you know, the, the two seed and the four seed are those two. Uh, so we'll see. I'm not, not going to be a big name. Obviously, on the men's side, Joker's playing right now against uh, that Jensen Brooksby kid from Kalamazoo. I love that name. Um, lost the first set, just playing in the second set. He's up 3-1 uh, last I've seen. Uh, but some other players, Medvedev is a two seed. He's good. He can beat Joker, possibly. 
Alexander Sverov, this kid's amazing. We I saw him play five years ago as an 18 year old, I think, or something in um, Palm Springs, really good player. Uh, so, and Berrettini, the Italian maybe, but it's, there's not a whole lot of, you know, that having Roger and, um, and Rafa there, it, it just kind of turned into the Djokovic, you know, coronation tournament and we'll see if he can do it. So, which look, I think it'd be silly not to bet on him to, uh, to, to make this happen because he's, He's incredibly talented. He'll have it, it's funny, you know, the, I think the grand slam is such a big deal. They're downplaying the fact that he will pass both Roger and Rafa with his 21st win. They both have 20. So it'd be interesting. And, and he does have a, uh, I guess you'll call it a joker slam. He did win four in a row once in different calendar years, kind of like tiger did. Right. So he's uh he's a good player. Yep. Um, Let's go football because we we got college football really kicked off in earnest uh, this week. Thursday night, the Buckeyes played, looked a little shaky in the first half, but then C.J. Stroud and the, that fleet of offensive juggernaut receivers, uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and just a, an amazing uh, list of people. They, they end up stretching out a, and cover the spread there in Minnesota. Tough loss for their running back from Minnesota, Ibrahim. Uh, you know, one of the top five running backs in the country goes, goes out for the season at the, in the fourth quarter with a torn Achilles tendon. Um, that's just brutal for a senior to, to come back and uh, have a, you know, career making senior season ahead of him. He's, he's out. Um, but let's just go down the line um, and, and just your thoughts, Alabama guys. I, I think they're pretty good. Um <laughs> Yeah, although there was a lot of talk in uh, Miami, Miami fans were hooting and hollering it up. We're gonna, we're gonna show Bama. Yeah, they got uh, couldn't even come close to covering. You know, they got yeah, they they almost they, they almost didn't cover the first half. Um, <clears throat> they're smoked. Yeah, so yeah, Deer, uh, Alabama and that Derek King. You know, it's an interesting story. You know, people talked about uh, Kyle Trask last year at Florida. Kyle Trask was his backup in high school, wow. and Derek King got all the hype. Kyle Trask didn't get any starts in high school. Didn't get any starts in college until he, you know, started with the Gators. Derek King is 24 years old and still playing for Miami. Kyle Trask is backing up Tom Brady and the Super Bowl <laughs> champion, uh, Tampa Buccaneers. Um, Bama, Bama just looked good. Bryce Young, uh, you know, just, start. just next man up. Mechie, their receiver, you know, their their defense looked good. You got new 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 players. You got new coaches. Uh, not a problem. Um, number two, Oklahoma. Struggled a little bit with uh, with Tulane. Did they game stay was supposed two? to be. Do they stay number two? Uh, I think no. I think Georgia clearly goes up to number two. Yeah. Okay. I think rankings yeah. going tomorrow, right? Yeah. 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 Rankings will come out tomorrow because this game going on right now. Uh, but they hold on and win 30, 40, 35. Uh, the big one that was you know on paper it was number three versus number five, Clemson versus Georgia. Um, kind of a wolf game. If you didn't have a dog in the fight, it was hard to watch it. Uh, Georgia defense played great. Clemson offense looked horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had what nine rushing yards total. Um, maybe maybe less than that. Two, two rushing yards total. <laughs> um, when you factor in sacks, I think they had they were they sacked DJ what nine times, at least yeah. seven. Um, but 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 Georgia didn't score any points either. Georgia scored an offense or a defensive touchdown. 
So pump the brakes a little bit on JT Daniel being the greatest player to, you know, step on Athens campus is what a lot of people around the country are saying. This is Georgia's year. This is Georgia's year. Todd, you live there. So you hear it a lot. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that game. Uh, did we learn anything? Cause Clemson's going to go 11 and one. I, I watched the entire game, uh, cause I live here and, uh, the household I live in and I'm happy to watch the entire game. Um, so Clemson, there's a huge drop off from Trevor Lawrence to DJ. I cannot pretend. I think he's good, but Trevor's special, right? So sure. there, there's going to be a learning curve. Um, George's defense is amazing. I think Kirby will not let the offense loose. He will not. There was no downfield passes. They didn't pass one ball 15 yards or no. He didn't go deep once. Wow. So I think Kirby likes to play it close to the vest. Um, so I would pump the brakes on JT Daniels is not good. I think he's handcuffed, right? I think Kirby likes to play it close to the vest. If that's, if that's deep, you know, if that's Kirby's, you know, like you could see. And that's my saying, opinion, by the way. I don't know. I if know, it's but right. you, you could opinion, see, yeah. you could see people saying that Mullen wasn't going to show much in these first two games when he has Alabama in game three. It's not like, it's not like Kirby's holding back offense. So, they, so that Vanderbilt and, and uh, Tennessee don't see what, what they have. Right. Um, I this think is, he just this likes, gorgeous schedule likes that is, defensive, yeah. defensive game. I think, and he won. So, I mean, it worked, right. You can't argue yep. what worked. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. But there was a there was a story I, I, on the the lead feed in ESPN saying, "Is this the beginning of the end for Clemson?" And I'm like, "Pump the brakes! They're going to be 11 and one uh, at worst, yeah. 10 and two. They'll probably win the ACC again." Um, you know, ACC is brutal. Clemson will be fine. It's just yeah. they that that sexy win for lack of a better term, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mal, what had your attention on on the college slate? I really enjoyed the the Georgia Clemson game. Uh, zero offense, but I still liked it. I yeah. mean, it was a defensive touchdown and two field goals in the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there were people running all over the field. There were runs, and and then the defense like stood up. The, uh, yeah, great the game between court. the twenties, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which was fun to watch, right? It was. I, I'm not a big Clemson fan, so watching them you know, sweat it right down to the very last minute was also kind of good. I like, I enjoyed that. Uh, Their poor quarterback got pummeled. He didn't have, he didn't have any time to throw at all. Offensive line for Clemson was horrendous. Yeah. Or Georgia's defensive line is really good. I don't know which. Probably next year both. Yeah. I mean, their defensive scheme, they brought two, three extra rushers a large number of plays, right? They, they were bringing a, a defensive back and, and a couple of linebackers or three linebackers along with their, 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 their front three or four, whatever they ended up playing quite a few times. Uh, so that, you really think Clemson is going to be 11 and one though, huh? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, based on what I saw out of the ACC this week, right? I mean, here's your winners in the ACC this week. Boston College, Syracuse, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Who's the losers? UNC, Miami, right? Florida State. 
Yeah, the, the three big ones are supposed that to have win a chance of maybe being, yeah. So yeah. so yeah, I I just you know I think it's gonna all of a sudden 90 days from now, championship Saturday, Clemson goes up to Charlotte and drops 40 on you know a, a, a UNC team or a Miami team, and they're it's hard to keep out of the conversation when they're their only loss might at that time might be to undefeated Georgia as he's a champion Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Clemson's good, they're not great. They're very right. oh no, I, I think there's they're yeah. they're a level down after last year, but they still have four stars and five stars throughout the you know um thing. Yep. Um how about before hey, we John, get to Florida, how about the Pac 12 and their uh, schizophrenia continues? You get holy shit UCLA right? tears up LSU, right? Yeah, but then Washington oh, loses UCLA to, Washington legit. loses they're legit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Washington legit. loses to Montana. Yeah. Washington wow. is Montana. <laughs> yep. And then, and then uh, Stanford loses to Kansas state. It's, it's almost shut out. Exactly. And then Arizona state wins and Arizona and uh, USC wins. Yep. U- Utah wins. Uh, yeah. Below the SEC Vanderbilt lost to East Tennessee state. Oof. Vanderbilt's horrible. They're just <laughs> but I'm saying you can't. You right. Can't. No, I get it. Yeah. And, and Mississippi Crazy. state with a bit, with a big backdoor win. Scoring wow. 21 in the fourth quarter yeah. and surviving a missed extra a mixed field missed field goal. And by the way, Illinois beat Nebraska last week, but they lost to uh Texas San Antonio this week. <laughs> oh, did they really? Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's yeah, just week nuts. one. Hey, listen, yeah. I I think last night's game, Florida State, Miami was a great game, fun to watch. The, the Mackenzie Milton story was great when it happened yeah. at the moment. You know, to see it happen in the moment was great. Um, where did he play before? What team did he play with before? times he had knee surgery. <laughs> what team did he play with before? You said hey, Bill, 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 you joke. National champion, you joke. <laughs> now you joke, and Sean, I like to hate it, but that's one of the greatest college football stories of all time. Oh, my God. I mean, Man. this guy almost died on the operating table two years ago. Yeah. And he yeah. came in and came into FSU. I hate, he'll, hate UCF. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> yeah. But I was rooting for McKenzie. Uh, yeah. I was rooting for McKenzie. He'll like, be starting. He'll be starting next week. There's no two ways. I, I I love that story. It was amazing. He looked awesome. great, and it was yeah. a you know it was a it was tough to you know as a as a Gator fan I kind of joked you know perfect way to pay tribute to late Bobby Bowden with a with a wide left uh, to lose the game. <laughs> you did throw uh, that. Right, right. You did Look, throw Florida that. State. Florida State played good. Notre Dame didn't play as good as maybe they should have. They scored 41 points. Florida so, State impressed me, actually. They, they did. They were they yes, they 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 moved the ball well against the Notre Dame team that's supposed to have some pretty good defense. Yep. Um and it's just uh, you know, we'll see. Um AM wins, UC looked good, Oregon wins. They Oregon comes to Columbus this week for a noon yeah. kickoff. So, Bill, you know that that time zone. Oh, uh not, you know, not good. Uh, Oregon team coming in for a nine o'clock in the morning kick basically on their body time. What's the uh, line on that one? A couple of touchdowns uh, already. It's got to be a couple because Thibodeau, I think, might be out. They're 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 stud oh. defensive guy. Yeah, uh, Todd, can you look that up? I, I'm going to guess it's probably f- 14 and a half. Are we t- are we uh, testing Sean? <laughs> oh yeah, you got to. I've not heard, but I, I'll say it's at least 13. What time's the uh, what time's the game? Noon, noon kickoff, Ohio State, Oregon. Uh, oh, Penn State wins a, a kind of a Big Ten thriller, 16 to 10. Uh, UCLA over LSU was a fun game to watch. I, I just the the unis in that one were fire. So Sean, what did you uh, predict? The, said 13, I said thirteen and a half. half. What did you say? Thirteen and a half. You're wrong. It's fourteen. God, it's so bad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I said two touchdowns. So I'm, I'm, I'm one up on Sean. 
<laughs> Sean is so bad. Sean is the worst spread predictor we've ever met. It's think, always um, did you do some bookmaking in college, Sean? I'm just asking. I, no, I never. I, and I, I don't think I've ever bet on a game with a, you know, with a spread. I don't think I've ever bet like yeah. the points. Yeah. Uh, talk, let's talk really quick about the Gators, and, and then we'll move on to the NFL. Um, you know, I guess the the question. Emory Jones gets his chance to start, but Anthony Robinson looked Richardson. Robinson Richardson yeah. looked unbelievable. AR 15. Uh, it's good to see a great quarterback out there with number 15 again. Um, but he looked really good. I don't think, I think there was some shackles on Emory. He, they didn't seem to want to let him throw the ball down the field. Um, I thought he was good through his progressions. I thought he did. He managed the game. We had a lead. Um, yep. you know, I think everybody wants to blow people out 80 to nothing, you know, um, I did like at the end of the game though, Todd, you were watching the Georgia game. It sounded like, but at the end of the game, when, when Richardson was in the game, they, they, uh, they literally were throwing the ball with a, you know, a 20 point lead. They were throwing the ball until the last play of the game. They, you know, and, and the ESPN announcers were like, guys, they're not trying to run the score. They're just trying to get this guy reps. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was throwing the ball all over the field. He had, you know, he was the leading rusher. Uh, thanks to a 73 yard touchdown run. I thought our, our defense looked, good we still gave up a lot of third downs i don't know if you guys saw any of it but thoughts on that todd yeah uh typical first game right you want you want the 70 to nothing win uh 35 14 is should be good um but the quarterback play iron sharpens iron right i mean you want that you want that uh what's what i'm looking for you want the competitive nature from the one and two quarterback. They'll make each other better. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Whoever uh, Dan Mullen chooses, um, I love Henry Jones. Uh, the, the young kid, number 15, looks good. So it'll it'll be good. Yep, I agree. And I, I love that our running game uh, had some good movement of the ball. Offensive line looked solid. Um, you know, and defense is good, good, right? Defense is pressure. So listen, yeah. they they come down to Mallon and, and Bill's backyard, uh, right behind Anthony's son's school. Uh, they play USF in Raymond James Stadium this weekend. One o'clock on ABC. Let's then they go. host they host Alabama next week. Shh. Let's not talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about let's, that next week. Let's go, <laughs> let's talk about UCF. USF. Sorry. Let's talk about All right, let's let's uh let's talk NFL really quick, guys, before we wrap it up. Uh Ooh. Can I, can, hey I guys, segue, NFL can I segue to NFL with your comment about number 15? So we always just hear weird stuff, funny stuff, or cool stuff. Drew Pearson was interviewed at ESPN. And number 88, he was originally 88. That's kind of his theme. Uh, and they only give number 88 to a wide receiver worthy of 88 because of what Drew Pearson did. In Dallas or in, in Dallas? In Dallas. Yeah, in nice. Dallas. So think about the 88s. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. Yeah. Des Bryant. Nice. Um, Judy, Jerry Judy. What's his name? The kid from Alabama. Oh, Jeremy uh, Judy. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not Jerry Judy. It's, uh, it's, it's something like that. Judy's in it. Antonio, something like that. Or nah, we'll have to look it up. Yeah, Todd's looking for it. He got he got eighty eight and drew drew approved. It was just very interesting to hear that they take that much care about numbers. It's like our number one at Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really important. One Certain players yeah. can have those numbers, and uh, you got to be worthy. Anyways, or eleven. I think it's eleven, Todd. That's yeah. For yes, uh, Coach Furrier. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, guys, your your team, Mal and Bill, your team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions, led by the ageless 
Tom Brady, who says he's in the best shape of his life. Yep. Um, he took his knee sleeve off, season. Anthony. He doesn't have a knee sleeve on anymore. <laughs> well, he had a little surgery right after he uh, did. the season over. He right? did. And he had COVID. Yes, he did. After the parade, the avocado tequila. He got a little sick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they are opening the season on Thursday versus the Dallas Cowboys. Guess that uh, what's line. The buzz down there. Guess that line. Ten and a half. Uh oh. What's our limit, Todd? What he has to be within how many? Three. Hold on, I got you. I got one fourteen two. I'm staring at the number. It's eight. Yeah, oh, he's he's too much. Yeah. And and it moved to half a point because of Zach Martin testing positive. And I think I think that the, the, the uh, Cowboys are losing the entire right side of their starting lineup on offensive line. We saw what happened in the Super Bowl when that happened. The defense just ran wild and made you know Mahomes look average. So Dak's in for a world of hurt if if that's the same case. If they don't have uh, their O line set, that defense is going. to I'm hearing the Bucks O is better than last year. That's everything. I'm reading. Every crazy. single player came back, Todd. All twenty. I'm setting the line at ten and a half. That's all I'm saying. That, that's smart. So if the line in Vegas, take take the. Take the points. Take, and, yes, uh, in this okay. case, it's not enough. So yeah, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. I, look, it, they're all back. Everybody's back. There, I, I know this is a kiss of death to have here. I hear these conversations online and on the news talk all the time. That what's to stop Brady from throwing fifty touchdowns? He did it once before in 07, Then they they won eighteen and one. He's <laughs> he's eighty one. That's the only thing that's going to stop. I know. But what's but his his talent? It's unbelievable and. Um, injury. He's got to avoid injury. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. Because yeah. the backup after, before Trask is Blaine Gabbert. And then we go to Kyle Trask. So it's all about keeping Brady upright, right? So, Blaine Gabbert played where in college? Uh, I'm going to say Florida because you asked me. Nope. nope. <laughs> I have no idea. I believe, believe he played at Mizzou. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Mal, Mal, what's your take? You think he can throw for 50 touchdowns this year? I think he's going to try. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Do you know what his second highest total of touchdowns was? 50 was the most he ever threw. You know what the second highest was? Last year at age 43, he threw 40 touchdowns. <laughs> Last year. He never threw more than 40 except once with the Patriots. So, Bill, it's all trending great, which I agree, but pump the brakes for injury because he's 44 Four. years old. 44. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm hoping you're correct. I love this story. I love it, but just let's hope he stays healthy, right? I like Tipsy Todd a lot better than Straight Todd. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm just telling you. It's also the NFL. Yes, I, anything. That'll be the title for the podcast, Bill. Tipsy Todd and the <laughs> the boys are back. <laughs> um, other games Mal, of the Mal, weekend. Seriously, Mal. I mean. Do, yeah, Mal, what, what do you thoughts? think? Don't they, they don't you think they walk through the South? I mean, yes, they there's do. nobody. It's a very there. weak division. Very weak division. Right? Uh, and Brady said it when they were interviewing him in the Tampa Bay Times about his COVID thing. He thinks yeah. that COVID is going to be a bigger issue this year than it was last year. Yeah, that there's there's a couple of teams he mentioned. I think Atlanta's one that is 100 vaccinated, and the uh, Bucks. The Bucks are 100 vaccinated. Are they? Okay. They are. Uh, yeah. but, 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 you know, he, he said that uh, the way he made it sound is that you know, teams are going to lose critical guys yeah. at, at inopportune times and it's going to affect 
games, which is going to affect standings, which is going to affect how how people move yeah. on. Yeah, it's and it made it sound like he made it sound in that article. Uh, I didn't actually hear it, but I read the whole article that the Bucks are being very very cautious and sticking to the protocols and then some, the NFL protocols and then some to keep their team healthy and kind of in their own little bubble. Yeah. Is that the GM or is that Arians? Who's, who's, who's Shit, uh, it could be Tom. Seriously, Sean Brady is a leader. And I, a half. I, I think it's the players, Sean. Yeah. I mean, he did come right out and say who it was, but it, it was, I mean, the, the article spoke to the camaraderie and the desire to do it again of the team. Right. And Brady is that guy who does lead people that way. And he's got a lot of, there's some seasoned guys on that roster yep. that will fall in lockstep with what it is that they're talking about. I mean, he, he didn't talk about it like it came from ownership or management. It sounded like it was coming out of the locker room. That's cool. And Todd, you and, you and I that don't fans, do that are going to have a problem. It'd be cool to see <laughs> Trask, just what Trask might do just under his tutelage. Right. Oh I mean, yeah. We saw what Jimmy Garoppolo did. Um, you know, or Cook Castle, you know, had a great yeah. run for you know, um, yeah. shit, even Jacoby, you know, you know, was coming out of there was good, it didn't, didn't pan out, but no, right. not, not for nothing. But the four of us would be better leaders if we just got to sit in the locker room with Tom Brady and just listen yeah. to him. Yes. Oh, right? no doubt, yeah, right. Yes. So, what, what Kyle Trask is going to be able to gather up for the year or two that Brady is still there. Being in the same quarterback room with him every week, that's that's going to be career altering for him whenever he finally gets yeah. to play. Todd, yeah. do you think his age is going to get him hurt, or he like you just think he doesn't have the arm strength? Or he, I mean, the knowledge that he has about the game, the knowledge he has about who's that Brady? Oh, he it's just father time, right? Yeah, he's yeah. A, he, um, George Blanton played, but he was 48, and he he lost a playoff game, but he threw for a couple touchdowns for the Raiders. I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a Tom Brady fan, but he's 43, right? 44. At some, <laughs> at some point, it's going to happen. I'm I I wish he goes for five more years, right? But yeah, you're just like worried. Hmm. Um, a couple games just to spotlight, guys, and then we'll 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 um get your picks. Uh, Minnesota, Cincinnati. On set on Sunday, early game there. Joe Burrow back. Um, Jacksonville at Houston. Got Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer starting their first NFL game uh, against who's the starting quarterback for well, Houston? Still, That's right. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has been named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Really? Houston Texans. Did, is uh, is uh, uh, Deshaun? Suspended. Deshaun is a healthy scratch. He has not practiced. He has not played. He does not intend to play this year. Yeah, um, because he's got to deal with that those cases first. <laughs> that and they will not trade him. So they're right, just right. basically both sides so, are just saying like, fine, you don't you don't play. You trade, we won't trade you. you. Trade for him at the moment. He could be suspended for a year or two. Who wants him? I know. Right. Yeah. Who wants that on their roster? Right. right? I mean, people right. didn't want Tebow because he prayed well, too much. You probably don't want someone who has twenty two allegations yeah. of rape. Against the you, Bengals trade right? for that shit all the time. That's true. The old Bengals. Ra- <laughs> Raiders. Yeah, Bengals Raiders. <laughs> um, obviously a big, big late game, guys. The four o'clock, four thirty. I'm not sure. Four fifteen. Uh, Browns at Chiefs. Kind of the the uh, sexy game, pick right? of the Browns. Um, 
Browns Chiefs, uh, Chiefs coming off of obviously an embarrassing loss in the Super Bowl. Um, Chicago Rams is your Sunday night game. Uh, you get to see Andy Dalton start over Justin Fields, and you get to see the Rams led by your boy, Bill. <laughs> the Rams and, and Matthew Stafford. And Matt Stafford, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's um, going to be interesting. And uh, I, need a, I need a line prediction from you. Um, Bills, Steelers. Ooh, Bill Steelers. Yeah. That's interesting because a lot of people are saying Roethlisberger healthy. Um, I don't know what it would be, but it, it's at Bills or is that Steelers? It's in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo by four. Six and a half. You're still within your window. Pretty good. Okay. Um, I want to give you one more just to see how you're handling things. You just, you just <laughs> talked about it. Well, let's go Chiefs Browns in Kansas City. Chiefs Browns, man. The, the, the hype for Baker Mayfield and the Browns, I think, is is deserved. I think Kevin Stefanski has proven he's a great coach. Obviously, Mahomes and, and that team didn't do – I was saying they didn't hurt themselves. Uh, I'm going to say seven. Six. Chiefs, Chiefs yeah. seven. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna lean under seven. I was gonna say six and a half, but yeah, they're just, yeah, those, those, it's so weird. You know, in the first week, there's no double digit spreads in the NFL. Those will come later, as everybody, you know, right. kind of <clears throat> becomes known. What does that? Uh, I don't know what on your on your chart there. What is um? What's New England Miami? Uh, New England Miami. Well, what's your two guess? Alabama quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa. What's your guess? That's in New England. Uh, New England. Four. Two and a half. Two and a half. And by the way, wow. keep, keep your eye for this. The Buccaneers travel to New England. I think it's week four, Anthony. I can't wait for that game. <laughs> Brady's going home to the Patriots. So that should be a lot of fun. So, Wow. <laughs> Who's your pick to win the Super Bowl this year, Todd? Falcons, hmm. uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to do it. Packers. Okay. Anthony, who would you say? The Bucks. Wow, calling for a repeat. Yeah. I'll call I'll call for a, a pure repeat. Chiefs, Bucks, Bucks win. Okay. I'll go uh title like this. I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills over the Browns in the AFC championship game. Wow. I think Buffalo so somebody had to upset Buffalo. Kansas City the week before. That's a that's a good call. That'd be interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's so Bills, yeah. I mean Bills play who? I do, I do like that, Sean. I do like. That. I'm trying to think of like what teams in the in the um, in the in the NFC impressed me. Probably the Rams, maybe yeah. or the Bucks. I mean, Rams or Bucks would be the teams I think that that stand the out. Strongest teams, I would say. Yeah, Seahawks and and 49ers have done a lot. Um, great, de- great defense for the Rams. Great defense, and now they got a quarterback who can sling the ball better than Goff. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. All right, guys, long, long chat, but a lot, lot to catch up on when we've been off in, in this time of year. Round the horn, Mal, coming up this week, first full week of September. That's a, it's a short week because today is Monday, not Sunday. <laughs> um, have lunch with our, uh, excuse me, breakfast with our title company uh, tomorrow morning, uh, and then off to uh, show a nice couple from Colorado probably five or six more homes before they end up, they fly back to Colorado. Uh, 
Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, I think we have one or two new listings uh, coming on the market. And uh, we're just going to be busy getting up, showing up, and doing the work, Sean, and making sure that our uh, our buyer clients, which we have them falling out of the trees at the moment, are, are getting everything that they need. Uh, and then uh, play a little golf on the weekend. Uh, and uh, again, I, I can't I can't say enough good things about how fortunate I am to work with the military clients that we have. And uh, we have a couple of really special ones at the moment. And it's just been it's it's been awesome, especially with all that's going on in the world right now. Uh, it's just been a, a, it's been a privilege, to be honest, to help the people that we're helping these days. It's awesome. What about you, Todd? So I can't, um, can't, I can't tell you how much I uh, miss being with you boys the last couple of weeks. It's like so fun doing this every week. And uh, I get that we had a couple of weeks off. So I love getting with you boys. Um, I get the privilege of flying to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Actually, I'm flying to Oklahoma City and then driving to uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma this Wednesday. So family day is Thursday. Graduation is Friday. Uh, Scott's graduating from boot camp. Um, I talked to him today. It's just, I can't express it. It's unbelievable. He's doing great. He's got purpose. He's got focus. He uh, loves where he's at. Every fear I had is squashed because he's doing what he wants to do. So um, can't wait to uh, fly to Oklahoma City on Wednesday and then see him for graduation on uh, on Friday. So I don't know what else to say, boys. Uh, yeah. You great, said it, man. That's great, great talk to you every week. Um, yeah, Sean, what's up? That, no, that, you said it, man. Dude, mm-hmm. We're we're all proud of, of Scotty and all his, uh, all his basic training mates, men and women in the, in the squad with him. Kudos to you and, and, and safe travels. Can't wait. Bill. Cool. Um, so I'm, I, my, my hiatus is over on the other podcasts as well. Um, uh, tomorrow is, uh, from live from Orlando, Florida. It's Dr. Brad O'Connor. So you were both there. You saw it live, but that's that that episode's being released tomorrow morning. Um, the week after, it's Jerry Valentine. Uh, Jerry Valentine's in Columbus, Ohio, Sean, and he runs a startup, a, a group called um, um, Mentor, uh, uh, Renter Mentor, and he helps. He worked for the Columbus Housing Authority for a few years, and he saw some holes and things he could plug, and so he's created this platform that helps bring renters and tenants together especially in underserved communities, definitely Section 8 kind of stuff. He talks about um, the guaranteed income that Section 8 can provide. And especially if the, if the owners and the landlords are really intentional about what they do, they can, they can help people. It's very cool. So he's next week. Um, and uh, I head off to San Diego um, next weekend. I'll, it'll be, you know, we'll see about timing for the show. Um, but that's, that's what's happening. That and a whole lot of talking to rate my agent Aussies and, we're all trying to figure out ways to uh, conquer the, the U.S. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, full full week. I have a uh, eight, I think eight or nine coaching sessions this week with our top agents in Cincinnati. Uh, got a closing this week. Got a couple recruiting help 
uh, meetings with some of our managers and, uh, and then some golf on the weekend and uh, just looking forward to another fun slate of college football. I don't think week two has near as many marquee games, but once again, these are the weekends that we just look forward to, you know, flipping the channels and saying like, Oh, there's a game going in overtime. Oh, there's a game <laughs> kicking. Oh, there's, there's an upset brewing. Uh, always fun to, uh, to, to watch. So as Todd said, good to be back with you boys. Even though I saw Bill and Mal last week, uh, love these conversations, uh, talking about life, talking about sports. So on behalf of Bill, Todd and Anthony, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.